Meanwhile, listening to the Weekly Geekly. I don't know. The Weekly Geekly is pretty cool. And the Hearthstone Counter Culture Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of the Weekly Geekly. Woo! Uh, the Omaha's premier counterculture podcast. All right. Hitting all the buttons. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, I am Devin, the uh, music weirdo of the group. We have with us the weirdo with a beardo, Lucian. Yes. And <laughs> our very own Lieutenant Dangles, Zach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Well, especially a, after Grand Comic Fest. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good job, Devin. I kind of put you on the spot there. Oh, yeah. My improv skills were yeah. definitely flailing on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you were a red shirt guy at BlizzCon 2010. Oh, yeah. You are kind of like, eh, Wombo. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm going to keep putting you on the spot for intros. You got to keep thinking of spicy intros for me. Okay, we're gonna I got you. This. I got You're you. never going to be safe ever again. So no. Fantastic. Safety's lame. <laughs> Always be ready. <laughs> Good job. Always be ready. Always be podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm happy uh, to be back. We're doing another roundtable, fuckers. Woo-hoo. So get your fucking earlobes ready. Uh, well, I mean, we, don't we do some... a roundtable every time? No, not every time. We I sit mean, at a table that's round. Sure, but the we a roundtable for those of you who are brand new to the show, or maybe. <laughs> God damn it, haven't caught on yet. Uh, we either do like a review as one uh, topic, one episode, one topic, yeah. and we call it the the you know whatever review. Yeah. Or we'll all kind of bring our table topic, and we call that a round table, where it's yeah. multiple things going on at yeah. once. Yeah, give a little snippets. Yeah, little snippets, little little it's stories like a, here and we're there. We're gonna it's like tickle all of... your fancies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like a it's like a flight of your fancies for sure. So <laughs> that's what this is. This is a round table, mostly about space and just things things that are space related. But I thought yeah. before we get into that, uh, Devin. What do you bring to the table this week, my friend? Oh, yeah. yes. And it's got to be space related now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now it has to be space Actually, related. this actually works out perfectly because okay. the, the first okay. band I have to mention actually has an intergalactic themed album name. Dope. Uh, okay. So Perfect. What I've been listening to a lot recently, because uh, this album's band dropped on 420, ironically, uh, we talking about Bonganator, which is a death metal band from New York, obviously uh, weed-themed. Uh, and the album that they dropped on 420 was... I gotta make sure I get this right. The intergalactic Gorbong of Deathpot. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm into it so far. I I guess the best way I could describe it is, it's just someone that took a very, kind of like the new wave of death metal that's been coming out recently, like your Undeath, Two Hundred Stab Wounds, uh, Enforced, and other ones like that, and they took it on themselves to just make it the least serious serious death metal album I've ever I love heard that shit uh, because they have some yeah, of the most like ridiculous war. lyrics because I'm pretty sure they have uh, the vocalist of Sanguisugabog another death metal band of that genre mm-hmm. um, literally had the lyrics of I make a stinky poo poo <laughs> I live in doo doo and that's literally like the lyrics that a well known death metal vocalist <laughs> fucking says on it and it's also really interesting because as a drummer I noticed this stuff instantly uh, they have a great snare tuning for those that love the sound of a dodgeball hitting skin. <laughs> Literally, the snare sounds like a dodgeball hitting every time that they hit the snare. And it's just a really fun time because they don't take themselves too seriously. Like, they have interludes and intros on there that basically are showing to you, That's hey, this is not fully serious, but we just play really evil shit. Uh, I think he's about to pull it up here. 
Oh no, I'm not. Oh, no. what are you? Oh, the dodgeball, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was looking out for later. Leave me alone. Okay, uh, <laughs> for his own personal use later. Yeah. Let me yeah. see. If, <laughs> Don't worry about it. Let me give some of my favorite tracks off of here. I believe uh, for one of the big ones is the Intergalactic Gorbong and Death Pot, which features. I gotta get the album. Now is is this band? Uh, <clears throat> I'm not really like really up to a big death on metal my, person well on my yeah on my death metal or really metal no, in general like right however <laughs> I mean from time to time I like smooth jazz <laughs> uh, but uh, but my I do however really enjoy the uh, I don't think they're doing it anymore but the old YouTube channel Bong Druid of Mammoth Weed Mountain oh my god yeah that <laughs> sounds like similar vibes uh, this. so is this similar to Bongzilla um, no. So like, these guys are a stoner one with their, they have stoner lyrics, but they do not go stoner like sound sound. They're like, sort of like, like the droning. Like, like, it's Doom, more like your, metal. your yeah. usual, like faster death metal oh, okay. riffy, okay. riffy okay. types. That's uh, cool. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, my favorite tracks I've been listening to off of this is, uh, the intergalactic Gorbong of death pot featuring Devin Swank from Sanguisugabog. Uh, then there's that, that made sense to me. Yeah. Uh, blunt smoke suffocation, uh, which features, scab hag and snuffed on snuffed on sight uh they even have one that's literally just them smoking on a track for three minutes called blunt smoke interlude (laughs) (laughs) uh and i'm actually the intro is probably one of my favorite things too because it's pretty much just like electronica the entire time leading up to it so the first song hits and it's just like what the fuck just happened to my ears i love that that's uh cool. and yeah so that's bonginator definitely go check out their stuff uh you can go check out their stuff on all the streaming platforms or if you want to go support them more directly go to bonginator.bandcamp.com and i guess i got another one if you guys want to hear about it yeah too. is it yeah. space related N- Matt, we want to hear about it. We want to hear about kind of make it space related. Yeah, make it. Space. <laughs> well, you you must make it. it space related now. They've done like themes for their shows and such, but uh, I'll explain the band, band first. Their ma- name is Belushi Speedball. Okay. Lovely. Um, okay, they it. are a hardcore punk band, a uh, hardcore punk thrash band out of Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, fun fact, they actually actually just got announced to be playing Gathering of the Juggalos this year. So <laughs> that'll be crazy. That'll be interesting to see the videos from. So the reason that it's makes these guys so interesting for me is uh, every event that they've played in the history of their shows, they are massive parties. Like mm-hmm. I'm talking mm-hmm. that they make these things into almost like competitive game shows while a thrash band is playing where they'll like make the crowd do stuff while they're playing on stage. Like okay. Okay. And like they command the crowd to do the thing where it's like, hey, you're here to have fun. So we're going to make it more fucking fun. And like they've had like foam parties. They've played in just like an abandoned, like a big old skate park okay. to mm-hmm. like, I want to say like 3000 plus. Nice. I can appreciate it, that. it was just like a last second, like thrown together show in a abandoned skate park. And they just filled it out with 3000 people, had a giant foam party throwing shit all over the fucking venue and I guess I they're behind that that mm. sounds fun uh, and th- and all their songs are like some of the most ridiculous 
things you can find like a lot of them are spongebob based lyrics funny enough yeah uh they actually had a song where they get told that they rip off municipal waste a lot on it so they just made an entire song being told that they rip off municipal waste and they just turn that into a song that's great uh they they just don't take them another one that doesn't take themselves too seriously but you can just tell they're having an absolute blast doing it they kind of go the guar or green jelly route where they kind of have like their storyline based into some of the stuff that they do where it's just a bunch of weirdos doing whatever the fuck they want to do and now they're like signed so they can get touring so i think it's going to be even better uh if you want some solid tracks to go check out like i was just saying uh ripping off municipal waste is a really good one uh magic conch is another solid one uh (laughs) this is an actual song title ravioli ravioli give me the formulaoli that's, that's like I, when I say they go full in on a SpongeBob motif, they go in huge. But they also have been doing theme shows, and I believe one that they're doing recent or recently or have done recently was a prom theme. So everyone oh. at the show came dressed up as prom, and I, then I guess oh, they did cool. like that's classy. As they kind of do different things like that, and they will change their outfits on stage to match whatever the theme is uh, for what's going on in there. I like that. It, yeah. It's it's really interesting to see that's this cool. new creative string of bands coming out of like Louisville it seems right now because you got them Guerrilla Warfare which is another really sick band from there uh, that's merging new metal and hardcore in a way that no one else really is because their drummer raps hmm. but um, I'll talk more about those guys on a future episode I, sure. I could go for hours on them <laughs> you know who's playing with Lime Green Jelly who's playing with Lime Green Jelly in it oh yeah that's a great <laughs> yeah I guess that's a great tie in because uh, Molten oh yeah two shows in july uh july 21st omaha at the waiting room july 22nd in st joe at skate bar so if you're in either one of those places come check us out with green jelly uh also yeah just to kind of wrap it up is uh go check out belushi speedball on facebook and if you really want to go see like what all they've done in their history just look up belushi speedball live on facebook and you will see everything that they've done (laughs) Uh, and you can find some really fun music videos that they've done because uh, they've been around for like, I think like six plus years. Hmm. Uh, like they've been around for a while, but they're just now starting to kind of get their hype built up and get a stronger momentum. Yeah. And I guess if you're near the area of Gathering of the Juggalos, you can go catch them on the underground stage. Yeah. So, what a- <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Bring extra axe. <laughs> well, out of being space related and not being space related, that was semi-space related so you're you're fitting the mold that was, that was a real good that was a real good on the job spot yeah on the spot job oh yeah, yeah. either one. also both of those one of those things. i was lucky i had bonginator because if i would have had belushi i would have had nothing <laughs> chose your cards wisely oh yeah <laughs> what <laughs> that face um surprise Zach, you want to go next you got kind yeah. of a game update for us no, no. yes uh so i i recently jumped into uh, jedi survivor if you'll recall uh i'm not sure if this is going to come out before or after the one we recorded last where uh, oh it's already after it's where it's after you're right yep okay time uh, <laughs> if you recall i uh mentioned that i'd been trying to get jedi survivor to uh run on my computer it just was i was having trouble um well I don't know what happened, but miraculously just worked one day. I don't know if someone made an update or what. Um, I know that when it launched, it had been plagued with like performance issues on PCs specifically Mm. and just like random generic performance issues. Most people, most people are having 
issues like in the graphics performance. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey oh, um, they were having trouble keeping it card. Mm. Do you think it could have been like card? Could have been those like initial release. Uh, I think it's just a variety, the the huge variety of um, graphics. We're we're getting to a point with PC graphics where things are getting kind of out of hand. Yeah, in 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 a way, and to keep it to keep it out of technical jargon land, things are getting really advanced, and it's becoming harder and harder to to make games that will work with like everyone's specific setup. Right, Um, but. But uh, as I understand it, they uh, after the first about two weeks, they kind of got all that hammered out, and I was able to uh, I was able to play it. I didn't have like a great graphics card. I ended up having to play it on kind of like medium low settings. Mm. Um, so visually, um, once you get the performance tuned in, um, it's a great looking game. I'm about to say I watched some videos of it, yeah. and it looks gorgeous. It's a great looking game. Um, uh, still, Cal Castus is played by that guy who played uh, who played Joker in Arkham. <laughs> and, Gotham. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Gotham in Gotham in the yeah. Gotham TV show. The the kid that played uh, Joker. Um, you don't like him? I mean, no, he does a great job. Uh, it's just there's something about his voice that makes it sound whiny. Mm. And that plagued me in the first one. It's much less present in this one, well, which makes be, sense because he's supposed to be older and he's more a little bit older and has yeah. a beard. That's what proves it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he does have a beard. facial hair change. What's funny everything. is that like my graphics card on the settings that I was at, it always rendered like a little bit of stubble. So we always had a five o'clock shadow at minimum. <laughs> so all of the like different facial options, that you, facial hair options you could run through, it kind of didn't matter. I've been out of razors for a week. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. Because uh, there is uh, one of the things I like about this game is it has created a little tiny s- subsection of the internet that has given him mutton chop, or not mutton chops, um, handlebar mustache. Yeah, oh my Yeah, handlebar God. mustache and a mullet. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's fucking, they put it in the game. They put it in the game. So uh, now my particular, my particular, my uh, particular, character style of choice was to give him the old um like shaved hawk not yeah. the full stand-up mohawk but like the like the spike? yeah no no like the like the screaming eagle like oh. just the line shaved down the <laughs> yeah with like and he's got like kind of like curledish hair so it stands up oh a little okay bit, i know a white man's about. jerry curl a the tony cool. hawk mohawk oh, yeah like a tony hawk mohawk like it's just shaved down the right like one of those and custom then, characters has in tony hawk like, yeah you know, <laughs> and then give him and then give him uh give him the good old like mustache dick twist yeah good good <laughs> mustache and then uh, there's a mustache, a mustache. Yeah. Now we both have said mustache. <laughs> and uh, tie it again and Anna die slowly. Yeah. One of the uh, costume options is literally chaps. Chaps? Yeah. No. Assless? Uh, oh, no. He's got pants on. He's got pants on. All chaps are assless, by the way, son. Uh, <laughs> thanks, dad. Oh. But yeah, but it's like Western chaps. And then there's like the clothing options. You can make a fucking cowboy Jedi, which my thing was probably a little. So I throw Yeehaw, that in there. Darth Vader. He just, yep. He just goes around Top telling stormtroopers they have yeed their last hog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the storyline is actually pretty darn good. Um, uh, storyline is. Uh, He's he's spent a couple more years and he, and he's uh, he's fighting the empire. 
Um, and he's getting really like invested into it in so much so that some people around him are, are questioning like, Hey, is this, do you actually want to fight the empire or do you want to do something else in your life? Cause it's like a one way road to hell. Yeah. Um, and it, so it kind of tackles some of those tougher, like personal decisions of does, does what you do define you or do you let, or do you define what you do? Do you let what you do define you? That kind of thing. Listen, kid, you could fight the empire forever or you could not be a virgin anymore. What do you want? <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Cause we all know he's a virgin. I mean, so <laughs> just saying they do address a, 40 a, a year lot old of star war virgin. So, um, and I, and I think, I think some of this game might touch back into, um, the new series that they're coming up with of, about the high Republic. Mm. Oh, okay. About, uh, and I think that they placed their series maybe two, three hundred years before um, the Empire, which um, which this game might tie into. It definitely hmm. touches on on the old Republic, on like the High Republic. Well, era. they could have him live action tie into. I mean, it yeah, because he's yeah. the same age as his character. As his character now, yeah. Uh, well, I don't. Yeah, it would be interesting. Hmm. Um, but uh, his ability, his ability, his force ability to do, um, oh, wait, there's a word for it. There's a specific word for it where he touches objects and can sense like the memory that's in, in them that's attached to those objects. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So that way they, that's how they allow you to like kind of see <laughs> into the past and understand things that are, so he's walking around with an understanding of things that not necessarily everyone around him has. Oh. Um, and so there's there's some interesting tie-ins to that. Um, they add a new lightsaber um, style, which is like basically D- dueling, sorted and sword and gun. I'm about to say, oh the yeah, and it runs like a fence. It runs like a fencing style. That's cool. Um, your regular lightsaber is like your classic lightsaber style. I see they run two new lightsaber styles. The regular lightsaber style is, you know, your single-bladed generic Star Wars lightsaber style, your double-bladed staff. Okay, cool. The dual uh, lightsaber is one slightly shorter. It mm-hmm. runs a lot like uh, a scream of sticks. Hmm. Um, but the uh, the um, one with the blaster um, w- runs like a fencing. He, hmm. he does hmm. a lot of, like, point strikes with it. Hmm. Um, and then they include the cross guard lightsaber. That has oh, the like Kylo the, Ren. The Kylo Ren. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say the level of customi- customization yeah. that yeah. went on this. Yeah, you can pick the color. The only color that you can't pick until New Game Plus is red. Mm. Say the level yeah. of customization that there that yeah. I saw on like how you can basically craft all those oh, yeah. things down is you can yeah. make it basically to your ideal perfect setup, mm-hmm. like down to mm-hmm. exactly what everything looks like. Teal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they've got it. Yellow. Yeah. Yep. Yellow. That's what I, yellow is yellow is the oh, color right. I Jojang yellow. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> um, so, and you can even like adjust the angle of the cross guard. So I had mine at like a forty-five. So well, I, I wish cool I had that leg. power. <laughs> anyway, so it's yeah, mad customizable. Um, and the uh, customizable or the uh, the cross guard style, they run it like um, kind of a cross between a claymore and a legitimate longsword. Hmm. Where uh, for those that want a Call of Duty in your store, <laughs> well, like minus um, minus um, being able to grab the blade like you would with a longsword. Um, he's got like the big overhead arcs, and uh, it's basically like the greatsword version of a lightsaber, slow and super powerful. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so they run it like that, and I was 
at first I was a little iffy on the different styles. Um, when I played my first playthrough in your standard setting, like the Jedi Knight normal setting, um, the gameplay is really great. The maps are gorgeous, like it, really creative maps. Um, running around them, they've it reminded me a lot of like uh, uh, Wind Wind Waker. Actually, the really? same feeling of running around that map as Link and just the openness of it. Openness or? and um, the ability to like traverse your terrain hmm. and just the character the way that they worked out the mechanics is is really smooth um one of the only critiques i have of it um and and uh, i'll say that with a caveat people might have story critiques and that's i there's always going to be story critiques like always it's impossible to find uh you will never please everyone well yeah you'll never please everyone and it's impossible to find like a story that's really really well thought out anymore like really well thought out you can find pretty decent stories that are written pretty well right but ones that are like ironclad and airtight you just don't see them anymore Hmm. it's i i think it's probably too expensive that sounds about (laughs) right it's probably too expensive um but um but yeah, so aside from that, the only the only qualm I would have is once you get into New Game Plus, um, and you jump up, I jumped up to like Jedi Master level. It felt like there was less responsiveness um, to the buttons, and it felt like slower and sluggier. Okay, um, more of a challenge. The game itself, if you go through a normal mode, you can do like a button masher. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be the easiest time for you, but you can do it. Mm-hmm. Once you get into like the higher difficulties, you really have to time the animations. It's all based off the animations. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do have a number of enemies that will just randomly spam like unblockable animations not unblockable they have unblockable things that you can just dodge away from but there's animations that will lock you in to getting attacked by the next animation there's nothing you can do about it oh okay sometimes and it's kind of random um so that that once you get into those higher tier levels where people that are playing the game um that are kind of more the dark souls field the dark souls fan base um those guys are going to have a real frustrating time um, once you get into those higher difficulty levels mm-hmm. uh, because there is a little bit of... It, it isn't quite as fine-tuned as some of the better Dark Souls games. Okay. Um, but... but talk about more about your Dark Souls. Uh, I didn't really play Dark Souls, so I can't talk about my Dark Souls that much. I'm talking about your Dark Souls. Oh, nah. <laughs> we talk about no, that no one wants to hear that uh, and so um, and yeah but no, Anna brings up a good point I, I mentioned Dark Souls a lot because essentially Star Wars this Jedi series is the Star Wars Dark Souls game yeah um, enemies respawn it's all about like the the combat are they um, trying to like actually create like a skill gap in their game where it's like hey if you do it this way that it, yeah and, and I'm I'm not going to purport to say that I'm good and like super good at those games. Um, I can say that the reason I point that, that flaw out is because it's noticeable. There is a noticeable jump. Um, 
not just in difficulty, but in that, that like snap responsiveness of the buttons to the, now again, I gotta say the, uh, uh, on a higher tier machine, maybe that's not an issue that's Mm -hmm. possible. Um, and then, uh, but outside of that, like really fun game to play really fun, a good length. Mm -hmm. I felt like I actually got length out of it. If you don't just like speed run the story, if you actually sit down and play the game, say what's like like the actual commitment on like hours, would you say for a, for a fair playthrough of it? Good question. Um, I could say that you could, you could probably get. 40 to 50 hours out of it on a fair playthrough that's if you're not speed running the story if you just speed run the story i don't know maybe maybe 20 maybe okay that's maybe 18 and then there's probably obviously a fair amount of maybe. replay replayability obviously do it uh yeah it depends it depends on your uh on Point your definition of replayability yeah. um i went through and i tried to as 100 percent in the game as i could before i went to new game plus so for me new game plus it literally just means going through and seeing like how the experience is with all of the power-ups. Oh, okay. Um, whereas there's a lot of things to run around and collect, and it doesn't always feel like... They do a pretty decent job of not feeling like you're just running around a map collecting things, like doing the same thing over and over and over again. Spacing between each of the events. Yeah, the space between each of the events, it's spaced throughout the map pretty well. Um, yeah, it, it was really a, a well-executed time in its space it's like uh the experience you have inside of the space um it's pretty well executed the way that they they put it together um and uh and i mean one of the things i will say on the story is that they do really take it they take it to some interesting places um without giving too much away because it is one of the better twists in video games that i've heard in a while um, there's a lot of focus on Cal, um, but the Sorry. the characters around Cal also get fleshed out really. And and you see how like you see how their existence in the universe, um, like they've got their own struggles going on, and they kind of pull the focus away from Cal a little bit to be like, yeah, he's the main character of this game, but it's not like he's the main character of the universe. Right. And these people's lives certainly don't revolve around him. Sure. Um, Fair enough. So yeah, it's it's interesting, and it like I said, it has a wonderful twist that will make you think of fatherhood differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I am intrigued. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. Hmm. So what would you rate it? Oh, I would rate that like f- fucking um, how many angled eight, lightsabers? <laughs> eight eight point eight point five to nine lightsabers. Nine eight lightsabers. Point, yeah, nine nine lifesavers. Out of ten. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, out of 10. Yeah. Laser. Almost, a, almost a perfect game. Almost a perfect game. All right. Huh. Well, yeah. that's a pretty good fucking game. I need to buy that. I don't know if I'm going to buy that on PlayStation or on computer. Probably going to buy it on computer now that it's fixed. So I would love to yeah, see what that pro- would look like. You probably have a okay time with it. Yeah. Um, yeah it looks insane. Yeah. I I have the same monitor. The same you, monitor. So. And it's a fun experience. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, the. Uh, uh, you'd want it. We want it with the controller. It's definitely a controller-based okay. PC game. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, I need to get a controller for my PC. That any any so Xbox stupid. controller. Yeah. Any of them. Sorry. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, any any Xbox controller. I think even the old ones, even the old Xbox yeah, controllers. I even figured I remember how to yeah. hook up my PS4 controllers a few times that I've done like uh, yeah. a couple of different games actually. Yeah. Damn, I need to get an Xbox That's, controller then. Lucian, you're in the wonderful world of the PC master race now. I am. I am. <laughs> we can do magic. A whole new world. <laughs> it's a whole new world. He beat me to it because I saw it was coming out of him before it was going to come out of me. I've only scratched the surface <laughs> of this yeah. uh, this PC world. I'm in so i'm excited to see what else is in He's it a but... PC girl in a digital world. oh my god <laughs> no that's pretty fucking awesome yeah, i mean no, it is we are jettisoning awesome into the future you know yeah yep. hey Face. watch the microphone i know yeah. let's be hitting <laughs> get all excited about beer all over the mic space god, damn it. god. Um, just so horny about space <laughs> yeah dude so am I yeah <laughs> I love space space love has always been one of those things it's like fantasy like it's so unknown well, that we can just imagine things about it you know what I mean I think one yeah, of the reasons why I'm, I love Star Wars so much is because in its in its original state and I don't mind that it's changed a little bit uh, in its original state it's just D&D in space yeah it's a space opera yeah it really is it is, it is an opera do you look at the original three series? Or the, well, the original movie, the uh, just a new hope. Yeah, yeah it was an opera. It was an opera in space. And then Empire, <laughs> Empire Strikes Back showed that you could do a little bit different tone. Yeah. The same story, Return of the Jedi again. And every time they've done a new Star Wars story, it's just saying, okay, we can use this same universe and we can tell different stories in different ways. Right. And Star Trek but, was a soap opera. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Star Trek was a soap opera. Hold in up, space. what? <laughs> yeah, it's a soap opera in space. Yeah, yeah. You know what? My, That's a hundred percent correct. Okay, yeah, the no, original no. series maybe not, maybe not so much. The original se- but, series was a little more action based, a little more kung pao, like yeah, it was like the one Batman kind of yeah. shit. But then like the later like Picard stuff, definitely mm-hmm. like Rod Roddenberry. No. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good friend of mine, actually. That's awesome. Yeah. Crazy. But, uh, yeah, I've always loved the idea of space space travel. And uh, honestly, my favorite um, franchise in space is Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Yeah. Which is my topic today, Guardians 3. Uh, We went and saw that the other day. Yep. Holy shit. It was... It was insane. So first off, I got to start. My favorite character is Rocket. Yep. Yeah. Always been my favorite character. 100%. Him and Groot, just my my dudes. Yeah. Because they remind me of Han and Chewie. Yeah. They're both yeah, in that, like an illegal trade. One of them doesn't speak English. Yeah. Like yeah. they kind of like have that bond. Um, they're like seemingly unkillable. You know what I mean? Don't uh, say that. Well, don't say that. Don't you fucking say it. Because I remember what you did to my boy Han, son <laughs> of a bitch. You know I'm going to spoil this movie, so you'll find out either way. Nah. But um, <laughs> So this movie opens up, and they're in nowhere. That giant celestial yeah. head, mm-hmm. or god head, and I guess same thing. Um, they're kind of like the law around there now, yeah. which is great because this entire movie calls back to my favorite run of Guardians of the Galaxy, which was the 2008 run. Mm-hmm. I have all the books right over there. Um, and it's aesthetically my favorite. Story-wise, my favorite. It had the best characters. Nowhere is their center center of operations. They took the collector's old base and kind yeah. of like reformed it into their headquarters. Yeah. And they policed that Thank area. Thank you, Benicio. 
but they also use nowhere as a ship because it, now it's a giant ship with mm. thrusters on the back to fly around space in this dead godhead yeah. and police the the galaxy. Yeah. Um, so Adam Warlock out of nowhere just like slams in, fucking grabs Rocket, injures him like almost fatally. And yeah. the whole story is about them having to find a cure for Rocket, essentially. And so they end up going back to the maker, who is the high evolutionary. He, like, is the one that experimented on Rocket and a shit ton of other animals. Yeah. To try to, like, make them different life forms. And he would use, like, crazy technology and mechanics and robotics to, like, yeah. make these life forms something else. Um, it shows Rocket's whole origin story going through this like death camp essentially with his friends yeah trying to get out essentially getting out and uh kind of what led him to becoming rocket essentially right. so that was really cool it was heartbreaking because like i remember when the first movie came out it was it wasn't a kid's movie but it was kid centric like a kid wouldn't be too scared yeah the of first it. one yeah. is very much kind of like and this one is like it. i wouldn't bring my kids to this you know it's really it's darker mm. there's gore in it like that's fair it's definitely the adult guardians movie they just get more adult as it goes the jokes are even more adult there's the first f-bomb yeah. ever <gasps> in any marvel movie ever so that was pretty Wait, cool no fucking way epic. yeah yeah epic Epic. So that's Prop bottles of history. That's pretty fucking nuts. Hey. But uh, yeah. What? Missed it because I was sucking your dick. Yeah, I missed it initially because she was sucking my dick. Well, <laughs> that's on the internet forever now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> try and segue that asshole. Uh, no. That's why. Right. <laughs> That's why this is your favorite no. Guardians movie. Got it. No, yeah. that's not why. Uh, <laughs> um, Liar. <laughs> it was just really good. I like. I, I like the darker tone. Also, the movie because they nice. pick up on on on, <laughs> on Star Lord as like this drunk like that like can't get his shit together. Because remember, Gamora yeah, died, yeah, and it's a new Gamora who doesn't love him and isn't with yeah, the Guardians. You just hear, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's just crying. It's just a lot of crying. He's crying about Gamora. He's crying about... Space. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so so uh, the movie was really good um yeah. i thought it was fun to see them go to like a, that next level they even went to a different earth where instead of humans it was all just animal people huh yeah. it was really funny <laughs> like it was, it was just a bunch of like really weird sequences um yeah and i like that it was tailored around rocket because i feel like it kind of made you realize that he was the main character of all the guardians well, that's movies what asking for from the get-go is like yeah. focus on rocket <laughs> well yeah he's such yeah. an interesting character and like we don't get to see his backstory but apparently james gunn had worked this in when he was doing the first couple of movies he mm -hmm. thought about this which makes sense because the sovereign are products of the high evolutionary he made right. them so mm -hmm. you're like oh okay this whole thing kind of trickles down yeah but uh dude it's fucking hilarious like seeing all these characters where they are now and who they end up becoming mm -hmm. being that this is the last guardians movie yeah is oh, is a man. really fun uh thing to watch like drax starts from being drax the destroyer to basically like a dad of like yeah. a bunch of alien kids yeah it's really cool and uh nebula like heals through her trauma and shit 
Uh, Gamora is like now friends with them, but isn't with them. She's with the Ravagers that are led by Sylvester Stallone, which Lovely. I thought was kind of funny. Lovely, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Groot turns out to stay on the team. Rocket becomes the new head of the team. There's just like all these new changes, and it goes back to more, even more to the 2008 Guardians that yeah. I love because it pulls in extra characters that weren't there before. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I thought this was, was fun. At the end, uh, like you're saying, we're spoiling. I'm spoiling this movie, so if you don't like it already, stop listening right now. <laughs> um, Star Lord goes back to Earth. And yeah. like ends up kind of just like putting down the space life for a while and living with his grandpa, which I thought was kind of a cool thing. It was that like, is, well, yeah, that's, that's like the nice only choice. family he has left and shit. But it might end up changing because I think they might bring uh, some kind of thing back with his family. At the end of the movie, there was a the legendary Star Lord will return, which uh, could mean he's coming back or they're having someone else do Star Lord. It could be because there be. is a comic the, called The Legendary Star Lord that was newer too. Yeah, this isn't that title, yeah? Like yeah. that title goes on to other people, doesn't it? Uh, no. Oh, it's just him? No, yeah, he's the only Star Lord. Okay. Hmm. Uh, but he has like a family, other family in space. Oh, so God. They could continue Indicate. stuff in, in a number of ways. Yeah. He's already said he'd come back if, if like they're cool with it. So I think yeah. they're going to have another storyline with him outside of Guardians. Like, not being a part of Guardians. That would make sense. Yeah. Because he's such a, like, he's making money on money with that role, you know? Yep. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's making money on money for most of his yeah. roles recently. <laughs> I don't Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> this one, it was, it was more adult. It was more, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to call it. It was one of the best things Marvel's put out in the last, like, since Endgame, to be honest. Good. Good. Like, and honestly, (laughs) honestly, here's what I I have to say about the Guardians franchise. Guardians 1 came out. It was Mm -hmm. just what we needed. It brought us into that space. Okay, things are bigger than us before. Thanos, we suddenly find out about all this shit goes down. We're like, oh, God, Infinity Stones. We just now found out about them. You remember that first Guardians movie came out, and then, like, the next Thor movie was essentially, like, Thor, but with a Guardians flavor. Yeah. And and everyone was like, oh, okay. So they they realized that, yeah, they realized that... Or no, Dark what? World was... Yeah. Baby, you should see Moon Knight. I should see Moon Knight. Yeah, you That's should watch true. Moon Knight. It's actually... actually telling me good. to watch Moon Knight, and I'm it's like... It's good. Okay, we gotta get Disney Plus first. Um, no. um, but... And Peacemaker. And Peacemaker. And the... Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's the, it was like Ragnarok, I think. Because uh, oh, I think they filmed, okay. they filmed yeah. the Thor 2, and then... So I don't know if it was intentional or if it affected each other, but the way the movies came out, it made it feel like, yeah, they filmed Thor 2 and then Thor 2, they kind of, uh, kind of fizzled a little. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Guardians comes out and does incredibly well. And then Ragnarok comes out and, um, they're like, ah, so Marvel saw that Guardians does really well. So they just did Guardians with a In different sp- character. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, now I don't know that that was what actually happened that's what it felt like happened and it did you're right it been it like revitalized a easter egg like well, yeah. what they did was they took the comedy of of the space kind of shit they did in guardians yeah they mixed it with uh hulk and thor facing off which did happen yeah in a battle arena in the comics yeah uh for jeff goldblum's character 
yeah. which I, his name escapes me. Oh, uh, it's God. the collector's brother. He's yeah. the one that's all about games. Ah. Yeah, um, I think it's even like the game master. I think the it's the game master. Like, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, but uh, dungeon master. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he, they do that for him in the comics. So they redid that. They you add that comics flair in there, and then you just yeah. kind of make your own world, and it, it becomes a whole new thing. But. They they definitely took something from Guardians. I think a lot of Marvel learned from James Gunn when he that first movie yeah. came out, and then the second movie came out, and it was so like on top of the first one. And you felt like that. You felt that. I, I I think that it was exactly where the Guardians needed to go. It had. Yeah. It did what a sequel should do. Right. Yeah. And it doubled everything. It gave you way more more worlds, more creatures, mm-hmm. more people, more aliens, more conflict, more groups, more stuff going on. Ah, interesting. And I, see, I felt I like, like the second that aspect. one. I felt like the second one fell flat. Really? Why? It wasn't bad. It just wasn't. It what was like expected? a plateau. Like really? when I say it fell flat, it like did ran. it feel like a safe film? Almost. Yeah, it felt safe. Okay. Like okay. it felt like okay, we the Guardians, the first Guardians took us to this level here, this certain level, and then instead of the second one taking us up or down, it, it just, just stayed where it the, was, stayed where it went. Yeah, eh, I would humbly disagree slightly. Okay. okay. I think That's I fair. get your point, but I think at the same time, there's things that they raise the stakes with. Okay. Like with his dad. Yeah. Uh, with oh yeah, in the, terms of character development of and story progression, the yeah. story, yeah, that's in Yondu and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like the whole Ravagers stuff was really well done. There was somebody that. What's I up? Sorry. Yeah. Grandmaster is Jeff Goldblum. Grandmaster. The Grandmaster. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're, to get the You're being question. Brandon oh, of today. God. It's an honor. What? <laughs> You're being the Brandon of today. Of today. <laughs> I love Brandon. Yeah. I miss you. Uh. And then I, someone described it as, um, how do they describe it? Guardians 2 was the, uh, because in the box office, it didn't do as well as the first one or sure. some other ones. And it was described as like the sacrifice that was necessary to move into like the end phase, that like big end game. Um, was that the end of phase one? Or is that phase two? Was in game phase two? Um, ah, let's see. So matter. to get us into end the game, end game era. Yeah. Yeah. Into uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like into infinity war. Yeah. And so, I mean, I get, and, and even, even though it was like the movie that may have had to have like died in, died in sacrifice to the greater storyline, it still was as, as a movie stands, it's still pretty solid. Mm. It, it even did that well. Yeah. Yeah. Endgame What's is phase up? three. Phase Endgame three phase was three. the beginning okay. or end of phase three? Phase three is the first phase two. Include more than six films. Okay. Eleven films in total. What was the end of phase one? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Civil War, maybe. Uh, you Sure, you probably. Might be, you might be right on that one, I think. I anyway, anyway, anyway yeah, you love easy. Guardians 2, and, to be honest. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think Guardians yeah. 2 brought us something different for the franchise yeah. and expanded on it in a fun way. I don't think it really raised the stakes too much, but enough story-wise for it to, like, warrant what's going on. Burpaholic. I know. it's just No more drinking for you. Good thing it's empty. <laughs> um, Guardians 3. What's I've up, babe? Two. The Avengers is the first phase. Oh, the wow. Avengers. Duh. Okay. Duh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Duh. So, okay. um, 
Guardians 3 kind of like it's a tip of the hat to everything the Guardians are about. Good. For people that are into the game, the comics, the movies, everything Guardians. And I feel like he really pays homage to everything you want him to, including the Christmas special that they did. Like everything that, matters. That was actually a good that was actually a good <laughs> yeah. little special. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Like yeah. they kidnapped Kevin Bacon and shit. Yeah. It was funny. Who doesn't want to kidnap Kevin Right. Uh, I do. Uh, uh, how many rockets out of five would you or out of five would you give it? What? Uh, how many rocket raccoons would Guardians three? Yeah. yeah. I'm not there yet. Oh you're not Don't there. Push me. But <laughs> uh but if I had to I, out of five I'd give it ten. There you go. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. No otters. No otter. Out of otters, I'd give it nine. Aww. Just because I like raccoons better. But, <laughs> but no, dude. I think uh, this one. If you're any kind of Marvel fan, and you got kind of like sick of Marvel for a while, yeah. And you were like, dude, my palate needs a cleansing, and I need something that's going to just sustain and be something I can come back to, mm-hmm. and be a true staple of Marvel. I think it's got to be the Guardians franchise, and more importantly, it's Guardians Three. Wow! Like the first one and the and the third one are probably two of the best movies that have ever come out of Marvel. The second one is more of a niche like, because if you like the other ones, you're gonna love the second one. Yeah. But if you're kind of just watching along, of course you're gonna get bored to the second one because there's so much going on. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a very straight story. So, yeah, I don't know. I think this one was necessary to get to the next part of where they're at and spoiler alert Groot gets even bigger than he is in the whole movie he becomes King Groot and he's basically like a giant size like uh-huh. a fucking badass mm. uh, Adam Warlock's on the team Kraglin can now control Yondu's arrow like fully nice so he's a badass uh, they've got one of these alien kids who's playing Phi Lavelle Who's got like cosmic abilities? Mm-hmm. Um, they have a little pet alien thingy. Who else? I'm forgetting somebody. It'll come to him at the last second. Yeah. <laughs> how uh, how does it? How do they do their little like post credits tie into some next movie? Oh, so it's got all of them sitting in the desert talking about their favorite music, and they're in the classic blue 2008 Guardians uniforms, which just looks so sick. Yeah. <laughs> And they're all sitting on this boulder and they're talking about all these different bands they like from Earth. <laughs> and uh, it's it's a pretty fun scene. And then Guardian and then Rocket's like, No, I got a really good one. And he plays uh, Come and Get Your Love, which was oh. the first song we heard in Guardians. Yeah. And he's like, There's this one's special and plays it and and you see these town people behind them just run away and then you hear like this herd coming and it's like these rabid beasts and uh the the new girl is like hey don't you feel bad for these animals and rockets like yeah but no what do you what are you gonna do with these townspeople we gotta defend them you know whatever yeah and he puts on the song and they all start running towards the horde and then it's that that would be satisfying yeah it was a really good does that tie into the, into the next movie uh, here's the thing. It's there's not going to be another Guardians movie. Well, yeah, but like, so does it tie into the next? It, it one tie, of the it well, they're kind of giving like their little tip of the hat, it, where it's like, hey, this is coming. It tells you where they are as a group. Yeah. And pretty much everyone else retired. Like Mantis isn't in Guardians. Drax isn't in Guardians. Nebula's not in Guardians. Star Star Lord's not in Guardians. Yeah. They all retired and did their own things. Yeah. So now whatever comes next would be Yeah, what's the next Marvel movie though? Uh I don't know. 
don't know either. Well, the Marvels. Oh yeah. The Marvels. And then the uh, oh, uh, secret. Uh, Windows. The scroll. The scroll. <laughs> secret Wars. Uh, secret invasions. Secret the invasion. Yeah. With a uh, Nick Fury. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah. the name Nick Fury movie, and then they're gonna fucking restart a whole nother fucking phase. Oh shit! So huh. it's gonna be. I bet they're either gonna draw out Secret Invasion, or something's gonna happen. Like there's gonna be a super team of bad guys. Yeah. From multiple movies or some shit like that, or. It's about time. Uh, there, or they, or there's due, one big bad guy they haven't introduced yet. Like yeah, they're due, yeah, they're due uh, a supervillain team up. Yeah. I mean, they've got Kang. Uh, we got... Oh, God, that's right. Yeah. We got the... the uh, whole, like, Jonathan Majors thing. They changed. They had to change Kang. We got the High Evolutionary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he might be dead. He might not be dead. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, the good possibility he's dead, but just like Hela at the end of Ragnarok, yeah, might not be dead. Okay. Never, she's a god. Who knows? Yeah. Um. So you got a lot of bad guys. You got fucking uh, Zeus from Thor: oh, yeah, Love and Thunder. Right. Yeah. Uh, which was another Guardians uh, thing, which I loved. I remember, they were the Asgardians of the galaxy for a while, and he oh traveled God. with them and helped them oh, out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to Lee Pace, please. Lee Pace. Lee oh, Pace. Yeah, yeah. Pace. Woo, we love you. What, what was his character's name? I have forgotten at the moment. Something that was it. The, hey, shout out. Who are you? Was it the Destroyer? <laughs> Who? Uh, yeah. Lee Pace. I don't know. Like the something the, the Destroyer. Galaxy. Yeah. Who do you play? Bless you. Taserface? No, he was no. in the first movie. He was the main bad. No, yeah, the main oh. bad guy. The first movie. Ronan. Ronan. Ronan uh, the destroyer. Ronan the accuser. Ronan oh. the accuser. That's what yeah. it was. He was the leader, the radicalized leader of the Kree. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's the thing, dude. I That's, know this shit because Guardians is my favorite. I can't not know it. There's uh, an interesting little. Um, so, did you ever watch Agents of Shield? Uh, not really. Okay. Semi. Wasn't so super into like Shield as a concept, so I was like, meh. The, it was it was an interesting time in Marvel history where they were doing. That was also the time where they were doing like the Netflix Daredevil stuff that was like in the universe, but it wasn't necessarily in the universe. Yeah, and oh, then they made it yeah, in the universe. Um, yeah. yeah, kind of. Um, and then they they actually for a while they straight up said like, no, none of the Netflix stuff is is canon well now um, matt murdoch was spider-man's lawyer for that movie so but yeah. that doesn't mean that that's the matt murdoch from the netflix series but if they're gonna put him in it then i'm gonna assume that luke cage and and uh little one may pussy ass iron not if, given, if not given the correct information they're gonna assume that's whatever what they is did given though, as the correct information with, was it was it Loki that introduced, like, they made the whole multiverse, like, a yeah, thing? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so it could be a different Matt Murdock. It could just be a different Matt Murdock. Yeah. It could be. Uh, Loki Matt was Doc. a great show. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It introduced a lot of cool shit. Um, that, introducing the multiverse basically allowed them to um, never have to worry about continuity ever again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I think uh, I think yeah. Corridor does a, a Corridor Digital does a video um, uh, where they go through and they're like assassinating all these different versions of Spider-Man yeah. in like different timelines and it's like Owen Wilson going in and killing him. Yeah. It's really funny. <laughs> you should you should check it out. Uh, that sounds right up my alley. They just did one where they put in uh, they put in Steven Seagal as John Wick. Oh. 
Uh, it's called John Thick. Yeah. John Thick. Dude, wow. something about Guardians though just yeah. like has gotten me since yeah. I was younger. I got for those of you who don't know, I have a fucking half sleeve of Groot and Rocket on my arm. Yeah. And I feel like the idea of getting like abducted as a child and then just like made into like a space biker pirate <laughs> is just like space the coolest idea pirate. ever. I mean, it's um, true though. That's I think why it's it's resonated with so many people is just because like it's the fantasy of that where it's just like, hey, this situation happens, but look what happened from it, right? Like, and like even the games and the comics, they're just so like the world is so abundant and just crazy. And mm-hmm. I love how in the comics, there's always a problem. There's always something going wrong. There's there's an anti gravity field going haywire in in nowhere, or some religious fanatic group is invading. Or or yeah. there's some fucking crazy, like, mind-controlling weird aliens that have abducted people. Like, right. There's just something that's always going haywire for the Guardians. And I love that uh, they are enough to... They're greater than the uh, some of their parts. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're one of those teams that, on their own, they're really impressive. But together, it's like, well, I don't honestly see them in any danger in the comics. You know what yeah. I mean? Like in the comics, they're just like it's like if you really step back and kind of like wide wide lens look at all the characters, you're like, there's no fucking way. Right. Like these guys should should have been the ones taken on Thanos in the first place. Yeah. In the comics, but yeah. Um, no, I I I've always just loved that that franchise. I remember when they announced they were doing it, I was like, fuck yeah, because no one knows who these guys are. They're like a rock, a fucking r- raccoon in a tree, and all this weird shit, and well, no one understood it. And now it's like one of the most beloved space stories of all time. Like, and this all thanks to James Gunn. I think that's crazy. Like, James that Gunn guy, did a phenomenal yeah. job on that. That is amazing. Yeah, that dude fucking <laughs> knocked it out of the park and totally got the subject matter and like made it something special with the music. I haven't. And his brother. Yeah, Sean Gunn. I haven't read that much about James Gunn specifically but I have watched in like media headlines media headlines and I say media headlines loosely like headlines of articles Mm -hmm. love to paint James Gunn as a like uh, I'll do whatever the fuck I want and fuck you guy Um, and, and I get the gist that creatively he is like creatively he's like no i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do and i'm gonna i'm gonna put um i'm gonna put myself behind that effort enough to like champion for my own like fight for my own creative vision well the guy's proved himself so many times uh, yes but like oh there's so many articles that paint him as like uh yeah if they don't want to do that they can go fuck themselves i'm gonna do it <laughs> uh, they try and give him like he always got I like Michael Bay energy, but it's like yeah, he doesn't really have Michael Bay energy. Yeah, I don't really. I've seen I've seen him talk a couple of times. I have read a little bit about. I don't know that I get that vibe. Yeah, um, is that is that correct? You you have more of a yeah, sense I of his, him I, as a person. I don't think he's a fucking asshole. I think he's probably strong willed, but he I think seems he knows to have a great wants. sense of humor and yeah. know exactly how to deliver well, on what's. Expected. He's involved in DC too, isn't he? Well, now this was his final Marvel film, and yeah. now he's uh, doing. Uh, he's like the head of DC. Okay, he's, he's over. So he's, he's there, Kevin Feige. Gotcha. Okay, so, okay, okay. So yeah. he has been now wearing the pants in DC and is rebooting everything. After There's, this new Flash movie comes out, they're like, "All right, we'll redo everything." Yeah, and 
kind of get it all restarted again. Okay. I don't think the Pattinson Batman's going to be involved at all. I think he's still his own thing, but they'll have a new Batman that's probably. I mean. Yeah, a new because that's its own thing. It's not involved in the DCEU. Neither is like the, the Harley Quinn movie or yeah. uh, any of that shit. Oh wow! <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if, D, uh, if Suicide Squad is technically. I was about to say. I, if I was I curious. They if tried to make Suicide it the first one, but I don't know if the second one technically is or I don't, not. Yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, so I, I I love what he did with Suicide Squad as well. Yeah. Um, I I think that dude's just a genius, and he is. Uh, the more of a genius yeah. you are, the more fucking crazy you are. Well, so I, I think maybe he's a little crazy, yeah. but I don't think that makes him a bad person. I think the craziness helps. Though. I remember yeah. when there was uh, there was some like the controversy of his old tweets. Mm, oh uh, sure. Oh and yeah. So I, I I know that there that probably caused some foul water. So it makes sense that he's like, I'm gonna wrap up what I'm doing with you guys, and then I'm gonna go over here. Yeah. Well, I know that DC water. has also had its own like history it's, of yeah history of. Uh, Let's say <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> um, people not really liking. Um, it's not that DC's been like the crew you are staff has been dancing around canceled. this, my friend. That's where Killer Croc lives. Who do we care? The the DC staff I know, and Lucian, you'd probably know more about hmm. this. The DC staff on the back end, like the actual real people writing it and creating it, um, have mm-hmm. caught in flack in the past for. Not being as like progressive as oh. the fan base has wanted them to be. Sure. Um, so I, I, I could definitely see a world where. Yeah, but I don't think that really. I like, think those two yeah. are unrelated. I think they'll withstand it because yeah. DC's infamous for being like, "Oh, you don't like this? You don't think it was like tasteful? Yeah, go fuck yourself." Right. Yeah. Like, look what they did with the killing joke. Yeah. It is, uh, I think they probably both have that attitude, but I think it's going to be great for DC. Everyone's saying this is the end of the MCU and the beginning of the DCEU. Uh, like, because know. James Gunn. And I think I just that don't see the DCU as I don't think it's the end of the MCU. It, yeah. I think it's the beginning of a new era of the DCU. Yep. And I think it will take off because James Gunn is, like, f- directing a couple of the new movies. Yeah, yeah. So he's setting the pace for other directors. I'd, I challenge James Gunn to make me actually care about anything happening in the DCU. Yeah. Oh. I think he will make you care about a couple things. I'm, I'm and here for it. I think I'd whoever has that. to follow the next Marvel project after, after that one is going to have some really big shoes to fill. Well, like, it's the Marvels and then the Nick Fury movies. Yeah. So yeah. I think those are both meant to be just like tie-in movies. They're yeah. not like Hollywood summer movies. They're not yeah. your Spider-Mans. Not you your know? blockbusters. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, babe? Well, you are also saying something about how uh, Marvel is just doing like smaller things. Yeah, Marvel's starting to do like a lot of smaller projects. Like vanity projects? Yeah. 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 Just well, smaller, like smaller niche yeah. things that kind of get them different like scores of audience and different out, outside of the box things. Like they have Sam Raimi in their pocket now. So Ooh, yeah. true. He, he's yeah. going to come back and do some more stuff. Like Marvel's not really in trouble. They just lost a heavy hitter. Yeah. Huh. And... James Gunn has proven that it doesn't matter where you put him, he's going to strike gold, and he's going to yeah. make something yeah, amazing. You're going to love what that it. Gold is. Yeah. I think Guardians was my favorite adaptation of space, mm-hmm. of space travel, of space politics, of pretty much everything involved in space. I think that was the best adaptation oh, for I'd me. I'd love to see James Gunn reboot the Alien series. Oh, oh. dude, that'd be great. What? 
What's up? There were so many elements of a Space Odyssey in there. I yeah. really liked that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Space Odyssey. What is it? 2001, 2001 Space Odyssey. Space Odyssey. Oh, yeah, like classic. they had a couple yeah. different like callbacks. There's like 187 Easter eggs in this movie. Someone counted. Oh, oh shit. shit. So okay. There's there's a lot. Like he really packed it all into this one. And as in all of the Guardians movies, the coordinates to every location is a code for some kind of message. And if you do all of them in all the movies, there's an overlying message. Oh, shit. So I'm yeah. waiting for that to be cracked. I'm not going to do it. I'm bad at codes. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just going to be, like, read, I'm gonna be yeah. reading it or watching that YouTube video when some guy cracks it and figures it all out. But uh, no, I like love that James Gunn did that. Dude being like, I yeah. got it. No, he had good, like, graf- <laughs> he had in the first movie in the kiln, which is that uh, prison they were in. Mm-hmm. He had alien graffiti in like another text that if you decoded it had messages about the movie. Aww. So just like little Easter eggs like that throughout the entire movie. Yeah. And you really got to stop there and, and break it down. Mm-hmm. It's like I haven't done that much effort in anything since I did Death Cast. And since, like, when you, I, I sit there yeah. and break down frame by frame what I could, like, pull apart from something, like, yeah. I feel like his movies are those movies that I can sit there and, like, watch a thousand times. And I think that's well, rare. Find out something yeah. new each time that you watch oh, it. Oh, totally. Or yeah. feel something new each time you watch and it. And that's the beauty of watching a movie. Hell yeah, but a really yeah. good movie. Like, not every movie is like that, but the Guardians movies, for me, were like that. And that's why I think they're one of my favorite franchises, like... Yeah. Favorite space franchise, we'll say that. Right. So. Yeah. If you guys haven't watched it yet, go check out Guardians Three. It's probably the best one of the trilogy, to be honest. Nice. Um, Noise. Yeah. It it Noice. really solves a bunch of the questions you have throughout the whole series. It puts to bed a lot of ideas and story arcs that they've been kind of subtly hinting at. Even a lot of the dialogue through the last couple of movies that you laugh at or remember, mm-hmm. it comes back up and they bring oh. it up through some closing thing, and it's really beautiful. So. Go check out Guardians 3, motherfuckers. Nice. I love y'all. Very nice. But thank you for listening to another edition of the Weekly Geekly. As always, yeah. I've been Lucian, the weirdo with a beardo. I'm Devin, and I'm your music dude. I'm Zach. God damn it, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> and Anastasia's hanging out. Yeah. I'm just here, man. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. Oh! <laughs> That's on the internet forever. Oh, I know. <laughs> Greetings! I'm Danny Filth of Cradle of Filth, and you're listening to the Weekly Geekly! Cream freeze. <laughs> God, that just unlocked a deep South Park. <laughs> King Ramses. Return the slab. What's your offer? <laughs> oh shit. And that's what we call some juicy B-roll. <laughs> B-roll, juicy. not B-hole. Same okay. same situation. <laughs> hey, Zach, what are you doing? Just creeping over in the corner. What are you playing, Candy Crush? Yeah, I mean, essentially, why not? No, he's playing are Mobile Honeypot, man. No. Zach plays Candy Crush? No, it's not Candy Crush. It's like a dumb little match game. Similar. Yeah. <laughs> it's a match the images game? Yeah, no, it's like a. Match the sexy gifts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck you. It's, it's like a match game. There's like 
two of, of similar objects and you like put them together and it makes a third object and then you put that t- together with another object. It's, What's it called, Zach? Oh, it's a merge game. That's the fucking uh, medieval merge. That's, Ooh. The, that's the name of it. Medieval merge. <laughs> Hit him up this for episode of the Weekly deal. Geekly is sponsored by Medieval Merge because I, I said it wish. was. <laughs> oh man! Do you great. have the urge to merge medievally? <laughs> <laughs> then do it with medieval merge. <laughs> God damn! Oh, I can't weird. get past this black plague. <laughs> <laughs> no one can. You know, you know what movie I've been like dying to watch again lately What's is that? A Million Ways to Die in the West. Yes, yes, <gasps> yeah. yes, yes, yes. Do we really? Yeah. We should watch that tonight. Ways to Die in the West. Oh, is that, that's a the mustache. One? Say mustache, mustache. Now we both have said mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love People that. die is at that the, the fair. People, People die, die at the, the fair. fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one with Seth, Seth MacFarlane yeah. Yeah, yeah. in the West with Liam Neeson. I had a, I had a, I have a friend who loves uh, Orville, the sci-fi show. I thought um, you were talking Redenbacher. No, no, no. <laughs> and his only, his only critique is that he doesn't like Seth MacFarlane as an like just as an actor on screen. Really, as a person, yeah. he's I like the like show you. is really great except for the one character that is like the center point of the show. I agree, honestly. Seth MacFarlane is a terrible. Actor. Well, the the thing is that he's like he's not acting. He's just being Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, there's which, a difference. It's just Seth with different voices. I don't know that any of us ever asked for him to do anything else than <laughs> Seth MacFarlane. When he was like, "I'm gonna go be in this show because I love Star Space. Trek," and we were like, "Okay, Seth, go for it." I think we all kind of knew what we were getting. Yeah, yeah. He's a wonderful lounge singer. Yeah, he, he is a lounge singer. Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys ready to start? Yeah, you. Definitely. Why don't you intro us?